Set in what is now the Rubio Woods Forest Preserve, just 18 miles southeast of Chicago, Illinois, sits an unassuming plot of land that houses an estimated 150 graves. These graves, the first burial taking place in 1844, have long been untended and are in various states of disrepair. Visitors and paranormal experts who have visited the grounds have reported feelings of despair and isolation while walking among the headstones and in the surrounding forest. Coupled with the vandalization of numerous gravestones, there have been recorded incidents of illegal exhumation of some of the human remains. Perhaps it is these acts of desecration, many which happened during the 60s and 70s, that have led to the appearance of so many haunting apparitions that are associated with the area and have earned it the title of one of the most haunted cemeteries in the U.S. This case file joined the theorists as they go looking for the fiesta at the Phantom House in Bachelor's Grove. Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing Case File 153 Bachelor's Grove. I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, another episode of ATT. Let's uh, I want to open this up with a question with for you guys here. Question. First off. Question. First off. Thinking about this. You know, as we're talking looking into Bachelor's Grove. Why do you guys think there's these places that seemingly have an abundance of these kind of stories of ghosts and terrible things happening and uh, murders and paranormal? Do you think it all that combined energy or is it something that, you know, maybe we're making it a reality by putting so much thought into it? What are you guys thoughts on places like this? I can tell you exactly what it is right now. What is it? Underneath places like this in the sewer system. There's a giant lake of this pink shit that looks kind of like Pert Plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's all our hate. And we Bubbly. focus all our hate into this fucking pink goo shit. I, right. I've seen it. It's in Ghostbusters 2. Right. Have you guys seen it's it? Vigo. It's obvious. It's Vigo. Right. Vigo the Carpathia. Like buzzing the flies to him. Yeah. The scourge of Carpathia. <laughs> That's what it is. Right? So It's okay. factual, right? So Ghostbusters 2. Yep. Ghostbusters 2 theory okay pink pink goo that responds to negative emotions it also it also responds to fucking wicked ass music though as we found out very much yes it responds to positive and negative emotions yo love keep taking me higher what you're saying is we could go hear anything wrong with Bachelor's Grove by playing your love is it Jackie Wilson? I gotta look that up. No, Keeps lifting me higher. Uh, it's interesting. Love. I was I was giving that thought today. I was thinking about it. I was like, "What well, is it? These places where they they seemingly like tons and tons of bad stuff happens or scary stuff. Is it that the area? You know, some ghost hunting shows and stuff. They'll say that you know the objects in the soil has memory and like stores energy, and uh, it'll release that energy later on when disturbed. Um, 
but it was just interesting. I was thinking, I was giving that a lot of thought this afternoon. My high. I mean, like, I, I've been to like when I went to. I don't normally like I as a person who's never been paranormally activated. Unless it was fucking garbage during a Ouija fucking thing. You are you friends. kidding me? Dude, you have shit Literally any time I've been with you Horrible where the people. lights are out, you've been paranormally activated. No, I haven't. I've been, because I'm on the game. Woo! I'm always running. Woo! But hey, listen, Woo! if you run a fucking, hey, listen, if you run a 4-5-40, you're not getting paranormally activated. I'm too fast. I'm gone. I'm faster than the lights. I close the lights. I'm already out of the room. <laughs> fucking gone. But that being said, I've never had a, I've never been paranormally activated. But when I went to Alcatraz, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it was. If it was some type of like feeling of like just this overall dread, like a weight, like you felt you could legitimately feel this weight on your shoulders that was like pressing you into the ground. And you just like, the best way to describe it's like fucking heebie-jeebies. Heebie-jeebies. Yeah, instantly have the heebie-jeebies. So you could feel I've, all that negative past weighing down on you. Like you could, you feel the energy. Zell, like, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what it was, but I can tell you right now, I've never felt it. Like, I've never felt anything like that before, but I felt there, like, it just, I, it was a heaviness and it was a, it was just a sense of dread and just like, I don't know. You just, I don't know how to explain it. I've definitely been to somewhere like that too. Like the killing fields in Cambodia. I felt that in there. You just feel this like overwhelming, like you can feel it in the air and same with that creepy ass fucking forensic museum in thailand where they have all the bodies and the serial killer fucking mummified for you to look at Ooh. you just you can just feel it the air is heavy it's weird it's just definitely negative feeling now do you think you're creating that in your mind or is that a real tangible fucking thing i felt it dan answer this question uh i think it really has to depend on what kind of theory of you know ghosts apparitions the do you just subscribe to uh whether the apparitions are some sort of uh manifestation of emotional trauma of some sort that the uh, surrounding area either absorbs that and then it's expressed somehow whether it's through electromagnetic phenomena like uh, that's why you get the the battery drains uh electronic equipment malfunctions uh during ghost hunting and uh, just when when people kind of pass through there, or is it some tor- type of like temporal disturbance? Uh, I think there's one theory I heard while researching this is called the stone tape theory, where it's like inanimate objects may or may not have the ability to kind of uh, record the the happenings around them, and then they kind of at certain moments, certain times, whether you know it's it's a possibly be a, a a gravity thing uh you know planets align whatever but that those circumstances line up align and the, these windows into time or bubbles in time happen and then people are either able to see these apparitions whether they appear in front of them uh, you know in how substantial they are whether they look solid or they don't look solid or even to the to the point where you're actually able to interact with some of these apparitions where it's not that the apparition is appearing in time. It's that there's some kind of like intersecting of the timelines. I don't know. Could be something like that. Hmm. That's the theory I've always kind of thought about is like, maybe you're not necessarily seeing like a ghost or something. You're seeing something from a, like a, like a, through a time vortex, like a time slip. 
So that's why sometimes you see like in a lot of stories, there's something that appears and disappears. You're not really seeing like an imprinted, like a haunting sometimes I think, but you're seeing like either from a different timeline, from a different point in time, or just an alternate timeline altogether. That's kind of all how I've always thought about like paranormal. I mean, like, especially in places like this, this, uh, Bastards Grove cemetery, like you're going to a cemetery, you're going there for a reason. You want to see something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you're wanting to see something or you're wanting to have this experience or, or these feelings, you know what I mean? So it's almost like you manifest it yourself because you want to see it so bad. Well, that's the one theory called, it's like, this is the power of belief. So if you go there thinking to see something, chances are if, if you like took two groups of people to somewhere that told one of them it was haunted and one of them it wasn't haunted, you'd probably find that the people you told it was haunted seem to maybe see something more than not. It's like I'm telling you right now, probably the reason I've never had an experience is because I'm probably the last person on the fucking planet that wants to see anything to do with that shit. When you tell right. someone playing Ouija board that there's something talking into his ears, he's more inclined to believe said Ouija board experience. You not even tell him you play some fucking <laughs> bullshit track. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Fuck you. It's, fuck um, you. Fuck you. And fuck you. Fun times. <laughs> it's it's gonna have another drink. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about one of these places. And one of these places is Bachelor's Grove. Yes. Now, Bachelor's Grove is a cemetery and also like a surrounding forest area, which is located in the Bremen Township of Cook County, Illinois. Uh, it's, a, it's a very tiny graveyard. At this time, it's, it's maintained by like the forestry uh, service around that area. Uh, it, it's this very tiny uh, 82 plot graveyard that historians date the establishment around 1840. And uh, it was a very small, uh, very small settlement. Uh, some historians like it, the history of this place is a little bit kind of mixed up. The records aren't very clear. Some people say that the settlement was established uh, in that area because it had good uh, like uh, log working trees around that area, like oak trees and things like that. So it was for, you know, for getting wood and, and whatever for building supplies. Getting wood. You have it. <laughs> yeah. The name Bachelor's Grove comes from a, they're not even really sure where that comes from uh it could be from the uh the, the name of the family one of the families that owned the area uh it, which was like the batch elders um there's also other variations of the name that they found throughout histories burzel petzel bachelor bachel um but probably one of the most common uh one of the most common explanations that is out there is that this area was perhaps settled by uh, four unmarried bachelors at the time in the late 1800s. What? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. So four unmarried we're bachelors. The, we're talking about the 1800s here. So this, this area could potentially be like the 1800s version of like modern day truck stops is what you're saying, Dan. <laughs> well, Listen, Dan, uh, I, I don't know much <laughs> about anything. That's but what true. I do know is that when I am looking and I'm out in the prowl, there is no better place to find single women than in the woods with your three closest friends who are also <laughs> single. And you can all prowl the woods together. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Should have been so called Brokeback Bachelor Grove. <laughs> <laughs> so I already Not know that there's anything wrong with that. Nothing no, wrong there's nothing wrong I mean, with it. But, it was 1800s. But, it was probably frowned upon a little bit. 
you know, and this could lead to some very colorful paranormal <laughs> encounters. Yeah. Oh 100%. my God. What are you doing in my cemetery wearing that? You're saying there's a lot of judgmental ghosts there. <laughs> Boo. Boo hiss. Don't Boo. ever wear white after Labor Day again or I'll kill you. Tell him, Sebastian. I will, Zachary. Boo. <laughs> Boo. I don't know what to say on this one. <laughs> so this the settlement itself had probably stopped burials uh, by the 1950s. Uh, it, it wasn't very long served as a graveyard itself. Uh before this, uh, they're, they're, they said that there's some houses that had been built around the area. Uh, there are there are evidence of uh, some foundations of houses in the area, and so there are these legends that speak of, and we'll get into them later. Of these these phantom houses that appear in the woods, and so there's, but there, at first people didn't think there was any houses, but they have, you know, recently in in the last decade or so, they found actually evidence of uh, houses that had been built in that area, whether close to the cemetery or just outside of it. Okay, now, so hold on, we gotta interject here. I, I have to anyway. So like, right. I understand there's. There's phantom of phantoms of the opera. There's phantom spacemen. There's lots of t- different types of phantoms, phantom ships. But what exactly entails a phantom house? Like what happened in this house for it to become a phantom house? I don't get it. <laughs> like why does this house want vengeance on? Was it a heritage house? It had a, and it was illegally torn down. Like I don't understand. It was a house with a lot of pets inside. These pets would nonstop just piss on it, shit on it, scratch the walls. Uh, it's a fucking vengeful fuck. house. It was one of those houses that had shitty renters in the basement. Yep. Yeah. This house was choked. They had carpet in the basement. They had five cats. You can put the rest Fuck. together. Oh, my God. That makes sense. Brutal. Oh, okay. All right. I understand. <laughs> That's how you make a phantom house? I guess. I don't know. Like, why? <laughs> why would a house? It's pack it full of shitty can... animals. In the... Yeah, there you go. Well, I think for a phantom house, that goes back to the tape, the, the inanimate tape theory, was that, like, the ground, the, oh, the ground remembers. Yeah. Right. The ground remembers. The foundation apparently. Imprinted. Yeah, foundation remembers. So uh this this area itself uh pretty much was uninhabited for, for a long time. It it came under purvey of the, the forestry service, like they bought the land from one of the families who who owned the land. Uh, and then through the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was actually associated with it. It became what people kind of commonly known as like the lover's lane. This is where the kids went to, you know, make out and do drugs. Like that's teenagers do. I'm surprised. Like this is, they're lucky the Zodiac wasn't hanging around Illinois. I'll tell you that much. Well, funny. You should mention that. So now because this is a, this place is very paranormally active or, you know, if you talk to local ghost hunting groups, this place is, what they would probably say is one of the, if not the most haunted spots uh, in Illinois, if not the USA. But of course, every place that we talk about is the most it, haunted place in the yeah. USA, according to most people. There were a string of murders that happened on the property in this area. Uh, September 5th, 1966, there was a body of an African-American woman that was found in the cemetery. She was naked except for her bracelet. That they found, which was like a yellow, it was a green bracelet or yellow bracelet with a yellow gold 
Shamrock. And she was actually the third African-American woman who had been found dead in that area that summer. But obviously was not a four leaf clover because she's not very lucky. That was horrifying. <laughs> so e- even after that, so you, so you have these three murders, which happened on the premise, not only that, but you also have in 1973 on September 14th, uh, you had this area had become, you know, attracting more and more teenagers. People were saying that some kind of shady shit was going on yeah, here. Yeah, they were Not coming only- here smoking marijuana and wh- whacking off. Fucking yeah, smoking marijuana, whacking off, and yep. grave robbing, apparently. Nothing. Because you had seven teenagers arrested for grave digging. That oh. is unreal. At one point, there's there's reports where they dug up bones and took a human head head someone's head and had it out and laid it down i'm like what holy fuck man what kind of teenage talking about hanging with the wrong crowd yeah i mean what year was grave digging what year was this 73 73. oh fuck well this is what like they all they had was fucking atari to play like i can understand they got nothing else to do (laughs) yeah nothing wrong with atari (laughs) pong fucking don't have super nintendo so let's go dig up some graves like yeah. Chucks and dig to the ditches and burn to the riches. Anyways, <laughs> in the back of my, my regular. Another another murder happened on the on the property or in the immediate area is in April twenty first, nineteen eighty nine. They found the body of Martin Myers, who is found in the cemetery. Now, he was actually shot to death. And they caught the person who did it. Apparently, uh, an ex-girlfriend of his confessed to the murder. And she was released because the murder was ruled as self-defense. She had reported that Myers had beaten her and held a gun to her head while they do it. And I guess either they had wrestled or she had gotten a gun of her own and ended up shooting him in the head. And then they found his body there. Yeah, he had it coming. Piece of shit. But, you know, with this, we have all the recipes for... You know, a haunted area. We have murders like tortured souls. You know, we have these four guys that obviously couldn't live their best lives in the time because they were persecuted for their sexual orientation. All right. So they didn't get to live their best life. So they're, you know, tortured souls. You, you've got all this negativity in this area on top of then some, you know, a whole bunch of grisly murders, unsolved murders, you know, disrupting the graves. Like no one's at rest. Recipes for disaster here. A lot of red flags. Right. So, I mean, that's, I thought a lot along the same lines because you have all this emotionally, you know, charged area. Uh, so many events that happened within here. It even gets a little bit worse because, like, this area surrounding Bachelor's Grove was a popular, um, it was a popular hideout for Al Capone and his gangsters in the Prohibition area as well. Um, there's tons of stories of like Al Capone and his cronies um, having hideouts around Illinois and Indiana. And a lot of these, you know what I mean, murders that would take place during these times, they'd have to come up with different ideas and different places to get rid of the bodies. And it turns out, like, after looking back, there's two local news articles that found um, at the Tinley Park Historical Society, dated around 1927, 1928, talk about three people that were murdered um, after an ugly dispute and their bodies were all found riddled with bullets in ditches, like not even a mile from Bachelor's Grove Cemetery. Um, and right in that area, there's also a, a quarry pond. The which swamp, they think, yeah. Yeah, that they think that was probably like a perfect spot for them to be dumping these bodies. Have they ever found bodies in that pond? 
No. <laughs> I, no. Just uh, just three-eyed fish. Yeah. Is it close to a nuclear plant? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> all Where the, do you think the Toxic Avenger came from? Yeah, it's got all the hallmarks. Well, like, yeah. Of course. No, this place is not that far from modern day Chicago, but it's weird that they chose the, like this place where this grove is as like the to be like a park's land because it's haunted as fuck. No one wanted to live there. If you look at the Google Earth, if you look at Google Earth just around it, pretty much it's city as far as you can see. But then there's this bachelor's grove right in the middle. No one ever wanted to build there. I mean, it is a cemetery. <laughs> the headstone, all the headstones are still there. Another thing that you could throw into the uh, the haunting bubbling cauldron that you're making is that when teenagers started to frequent this place, not only did you have the grave robbing, but you also had grave desecration. Uh, a lot of the headstones that were put there or that were there from, you know, from anti- antiquity had been broken. Like if you go there, a lot of them have been defaced, Fuckers. vandalized, all these kinds of things. And, you know, that's like number one thing and not something. If you want ghosts, that's what you do. <laughs> Yeah, but listen, even if you want ghosts, if you're listening and you want ghosts, we're not telling you to do that. Don't do that. Yeah, but Don't I feel like this is make, you make your own choice. Right out of fucking Teenage Zell's playbook. <laughs> like just Bone desecration? Great desecration. There listening to my chemical romance, kicking over tombstones. <laughs> Fuck you, mom and dad. No way. Rock it was, and roll. It was under oath back in the day, actually. I was, uh, my bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> the story of Zell. Some 41. I was a teenage da, 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 necromancer. Da, 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 also, some forty-one. Of course. Wait. Still, some forty-one. Actually, guys, still good. Some forty-one fucking rocks. They do. They're fucking. They, they pain for pleasure. Mm. Unreal. Unreal. Um, should we take a quick beer break before we get into now all the hauntings and all the cases that have happened in? That's spooky I mean, break. We spooky could. Break. But all right. Let's I take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. <laughs> All right, let's get into some spooky tales from Bachelor's Grove. So Bachelor's Grove is actually known for a number of paranormal activities. Uh, you have uh, numerous appearances and reports of uh, different types of apparitions. Uh, one of the first ones that people have reported seeing uh, from like the 1970s until even modern day, uh, one of the most common ones is what people, you know, these dis- these disappearing cars. Um, uh, one driver told an account of a vehicle that actually came up from behind them, would pass them, pulled off to the side of the road ahead of them in the distance. And it, this is very like, this is like boilerplate, boilerplate spooky where it's kind of you have these ghost cars that would pull up into an area you would drive past expecting to see a car and then there's nothing there right vehicle's gone so overtakes overtakes you on the left pulls in front of you pulls off the road you drive by it disappears like i would definitely flips you off on the way past too. double barrel i would definitely take that over like a christine experience you know what i mean like if you just go ahead disappear but please don't murder me that's fine but it goes even further where there was actually a report of a couple uh, that said that they had stopped their car at the corner of what is now Central Avenue and Midlothian Turnpike. Uh, they, The driver said he had checked both ways. He saw that there was no vehicle traffic coming from either direction. And he said he proceeded to go ahead and make his turn. And then boom, boom, they, they felt or they saw from like the corner of his eye. He saw this car barreling towards the side of their car. 
and crashing into them. They, they, they reported hearing the crunching of metal and, and feeling something kind of hit the car when they actually exited the vehicle. They were, you know, non plus that they didn't see anything. Right. They, the only thing they, well, they actually said that they saw a Brown sedan fading from their sight. Like it just faded, disappeared. And then there was no damage to the car at all. You feel the impact. You get jarred from the impact. You get out. Your car is pristine. Right. You Fine. watch and you watch the car that hits you, most likely hit you, just drive off and or not even drive off, but it seems like it just disappeared in I mean, front of them, just faded you're definitely, from view. You're definitely shitting your pants and scared, but at the same time, you're like, sick. There's no damage. That's pretty fucking right. Cool. <laughs> like, what? Can, I call insurance. Could, yeah. Oh, I, you know what? My rates are gonna. My <laughs> rates aren't gonna go up. That'd be yeah, feel so good because you know he got out of the car and his wife was like, "I told you that to slow, come to a full stop before you." And he's like, "There's nothing. There's not. You're crazy. I fucking told you so, Karen. Told you so. Fucking told us so. <laughs> There's nothing around. You didn't check both um, ways. Hey, Karen, uh, you want to come see this fucking pond outside of the cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh." <laughs> It's weird though because I wonder if that's one of those things where it's like maybe the same time of year, the same time at night, the same circumstances, and it's uh, what was that called again, Dan? The inanimate tape theory? Oh, the stone Stone tape tape. theory. Stoned tape theory. Is that like this thing? (laughs) Stone tape. Stone Stone tape. tape, Not stoned. So there's stone stone tape and there's stone tape. Stone tape. It's too close Uh, for me. And. You know, maybe it's like the the same. Maybe it's even the same time of year, the same night, and there just happened to be crossing where there was an accident. Maybe you know, years and years ago, and it just it's like a deja vu in the stone tape. Right. Theory. A lot of people report seeing that the the cars even today, uh, even more recently, people report seeing like antique cars, not cars of the the current era, but they would be like antique cars. And if I were to venture a guess or a theory, what are we talking here though? Are we talking like model A's? Are we talking like fucking Chrysler's? Like what what we got going on here? We're probably, Oh, it might be closer to Malin A's. Well, my theory would be to link it to the Al Capone or the gangster murders, those things. But you know, you have a, you have a person going on what is, what would, be called or what was termed back then as their last ride. You know, they they take yeah. them out in their, you know, in their car. You know, oh, and the emotion them a the couple times way. and then push them out the side of the out of the side of the car. And perhaps you know, they're that that trauma kind of linked it there. Especially right. if you're tied up in the back and you know, like you know what's going to happen. Like those emotions and stuff, yeah, st- like sticks with the area, right? And then you right killed. leave some type of psychic impression or something yeah, like but, that. Yeah, but how does that translate to the like? You're in the backseat of the car. You're terrified. You're about to die. How does it translate to the whole car being trapped in the tape? Because in that car is where they fit you with your cement shoes. See, cement shoes, see? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, swimming with the fishes. See, we found Zell's best accent. Yeah, fifties <laughs> game. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That probably because he was alive in the fifties. Yeah, that's probably well, Al Capone was alive. In the, that's the twenties. Al Capone 20s, was twenties, but we're talking thirties. Well, tw- no, twenties because prohibition. Twenties, twenties. 
before he got syphilis and died. Not only do you have what are reported to be disappearing cars, but we have what we call the Phantom Farmhouse. You have now a disappearing <laughs> house of some sort. Infested. So it's not necessarily like... Uh, it, and this is the only place where all the animals go boo. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? Huh? <laughs> Let that one soak in. This is why people give us one star reviews. Yeah, that's what we happens. <laughs> Expect a couple more. Uh, no, it's not necessarily a house that's out for vengeance, as Andrew uh, hypothesized, but it's actually uh, people have reported visitors to the area have said that they have spotted some sort of house uh, near the trail that goes into the woods uh, along the turnpike and inside the cemetery itself. Uh, they see this this house, and when they try to approach it, it actually begins to shrink smaller in size or move farther away from them until it completely disappears. The and the people who have described it, they, the, they've actually described the house, and it's it looked like some type of two-story, white-columned house with a porch. Uh, there was a swing, and there was actually some lights uh, burning in the windows. Uh, which some people have said is it has some type of like uh, a effect on you where you, it kind of draws you in or towards the house or they felt drawn to this house. A lot of people for years, historians and, and such had, had said that there was no house that had ever been built on the land. But recently uh, people investigating uh, the history of the area had found family pictures which had surfaced of two small farmhouses, what had actually been built in the area in the early 1900s. And actually one of them, there's a photo of what is known as the Schmidt house uh, that is built. It's pictured in, in 1914. And there's a photo of their family standing out. What looks exactly almost exactly what people have described seeing. You know, what interesting about this one is, is there when you see the shrinking farmhouse, it that doesn't really spook me out as much because we have phenomenon like that, like now. I fuck. Someone sent us one um, a long time ago, and they said, "Explain this." It's in Ontario, um, Port Colburn. Port, I think if you type in "shrinking mill Ontario," but basically, as you drive up to this mill, you can see it in the distance, and no matter how close you get. You just are blown away that the mill continues to shrink and you're like, what the hell? And it's like, there's some weird effect. Um, so like when you say that, I'm like, maybe there there is a farmhouse, but it's it's got some like weird shit like this mill. Look it up. Hashtag look it up. I'm looking Port up Colburn. Shri shrinking mill, Port, Port Colburn. I have a video of it, but it's not fucking, must be a shit video because it's not shrinking on me. Either that or Braden's just talking out of his ass, which could very well be the truth. No, no. Oh, dude. You. Oh, dude. I got it. This is fucking crazy. All right. All right. It's it's fucking weird. Big screen that for the boys. Okay. Let's, let's get this bigger, a little bigger. Furda. Furda boys. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, it's about, yeah, okay. So you guys should look it up yourselves too. And if you're listening to this, look it up because you can see it. You can see the, like the towers of it. Hey, listen, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to the live stream, definitely subscribe to the live stream because what Zell just showed was actually like mind blowing and fantastic. Fantastic. And you really, paying extra really gets you these fucking visuals and it's worth it. Not to mention you get to look at Andrew. Yeah. Nonstop. Except right? when I mute yeah. his camera. And sexy Braden. And 
sexy and sexy Dan for a matter of fact. Yeah, Dan's Ooh, looking pretty flat. Look at that neck. Oh man. So look, you can hear see the factory now, right? There's the factory coming up. You can see the pillars of it, right? It's, of the mill. The aspect ratio doesn't change. The aspect ratio doesn't change. And there's tons of videos on this. I've watched this video a whole bunch of times of people driving this. And then you come and it just keeps getting further away and further away and further away. It looks bigger now to it me. It looks bigger actually. now. And then <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. Now it looks bigger. Yeah. I would say it looks bigger now, but for the whole length of the road that the guy's driving down, it's just a straight road looking at this mill. It looks the same it's size weird. the whole time till he starts turning the corner. And then it's it's just a, it's a really weird phenomenon. So when I when you say that, it doesn't spook me out where I'm like maybe there is something in the woods like this, but there's some weird phenomenon going on like with this Port Colburn. So wait, mill. you're you're saying they're seeing a paranormal Port Colburn shrinking house but then it disappears yeah and then it disappears because <laughs> there's no house there there's no house so it's a little bit different but i, yeah, get, I, get, what, I get what you're saying as you walk yeah. it's the same it's the same size no matter how much how far away you are is what you're saying yeah but it just looks it's like a optical illusion but it's a supernatural optical illusion because it actually just does disappear so after the founding Phantom House, which, you know, disappeared, people have reported seeing it disappearing off the side of things. You have another legend, which is known as the murdering caretaker. And this is another kind of uh, oh, very standard issue uh, urban legend where you had this caretaker who used to live on the property of uh of the bachelor's grove and used to tend the graves. And then at one point he went crazy and killed his entire family and took his own life and burned down the house with everybody inside. And of course now the people believe, or there's a legend of two male college students who were searching for the phantom house in the first place, but they ended up encountering this caretaker or they identified as a caretaker who seemed to follow them and ask them what they were doing, ask them questions and kind of guide them in their search for this house. And then uh, with this oil lamp and then when they got to where they were going or they got to a certain point in the woods, the oil lamp went out and when they turned around caretaker's gone. Oh man. Is that before or after he told him which hand was the strong hand? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that you mentioned that as well because there is another legend of they have one of the hook hand legends there. Oh, dude, well. I read the hook hand legend too, <laughs> and I wasn't sure if it was actually attributed to this place or if someone just wrote it into the history of this place. But I mean, that's a very it's a very popular legend. And yeah. I don't think anybody knows exactly where it came from, but it is it yeah, is one of the legends here. Like they have that as well. I don't know if it's the caretaker one specifically, but they do have a legend of a hook hand. Uh, the one I he- heard actually wasn't necessarily the because the hook hands the ones where like the hooks stuck to the the car handle when they drive away right? Right, right so the one I read about this place is it's the lovers lane so the two lovers stop for whatever reason they do their business the guy tries to start the car it won't start there's and there obviously there's no cell there's no phone service at the time long time ago so he's like I'll be right back I'm gonna try and get some help and then the girl sits there for a while he doesn't come back and he, all she starts hearing is a little brushing on the top of the of the car. Like a little shh, shh, oh, classic, shh, classic. Shh, classic. Shh, and then shh, finally, after a while, because she's too scared to get out, she sees like the cops coming. And then what happens is she's like, 
they grab they gra- take her out of the car and like don't don't turn around. And then she obviously has to turn turn around because it's the legend. And then her boyfriend's dangling from the tree, his fingernails <gasps> brushing the top of the car as he swings left. Right, it's right. his fingernails or his feet or something whatever like that. Been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long were those? Is fucking this a nails? legend or is this real? I was might be real about this that's place. Urban, I don't that's know. A classic urban legend. It's yeah. either like yeah, I've heard that one before too. What's the hook oh, hand one? Class. Well, the hook, no, the hook hand one is like people just report being chased by somebody with a hook hand. It was a character, like they identify it as a caretaker. It's very, it's very much a like, get off of this land. Like, right. Is this very, you know, before get or out after? Get out of here, you kids. Like, get out of here. You know? Now, is that before or after they accidentally run over him and then try to dispose of the body? <laughs> and right. then I know what you yeah. did. You know, straight up uh, coming out of the pond, Jason Voorhees style. Yep. And, mm-hmm. One waving one hook. So now, not only do you have these human apparitions, but people have also reported seeing apparitions of what are ghost dogs at these areas. Ghost eggs, right? Ghost eggs. God, I mean, I I would prefer to see a ghost egg than a real egg. The earliest reports of these these ghost eggs or phantom eggs date they said to around the 1980s. but one of the best stories that you probably have is a young woman who described her experience uh, traveling to Bachelors Grove for the first time uh, in the spring of 2002. And she reported that they had been walking south on the path, which is near the cemetery, and they saw what seemed to be or looked to be a black Doberman standing near the gate facing them. Did it have skin and or no skin? We took a Resident Evil? There was... No report of skin or no skin. All right. That leaves it wide open for interpretation. Perfect. Yeah. So kind of like we could skin. potentially have like Zell colored skin, like translucency. Like <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Skin. All three of the women in the party actually said that they had seen the dog. Clearly. And then they got closer and then they said that this dog became blurry and transparent until... I don't like that. It disappeared. No, they probably One, I got up close and they're like, oh, fuck, it's just a log and some sticks. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. A couple sticks with a rabbit and it's pointy ears behind. F- fooling so us. So they say that most of the, the, the appearances of these dogs uh, seem to happen near the, the, the cemetery entrance or there's a roped off entrance uh, to the old turnpike road. So whether this, there's, there's some sort of significance to either, uh, there, there's this kind of theory people throw around that, you know, dogs, uh, or the, 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 these type of ghost dogs, again, they're kind of guardians or whatever of uh, certain sacred places. So some people put it or attribute it to that, uh, right. that these dogs are somehow hellhounds guarding this area. Eh, perhaps a hellhound. Sure. <laughs> Well, maybe at this point, like if you think about all the desecrations and stuff, maybe they're protecting the spirits or keeping the spirits in the park or something at this point. Like it's gotten so bad there that they've been like, all right, we got to get the dogs up there or something. It's getting wild. Making sure you're on your best behavior, right? I'm just saying like if you were going to go fuck around, if I was going to go fuck around in a cemetery, which I would never do in the first place. We might. If I was so inclined and I went in there and I thought I saw a Doberman. First thing, I'm probably not going to be fucking around. I'll probably be a little scared. So you're telling me like Satan or whoever is covering over this cemetery is like, listen, shit's getting too crazy. We got too many fucking teenagers like Zell smoking drugs and kicking over fucking headstones. So we need to get some like, what is it, the Cerberus? Sure. Yeah. Having you know what I mean? Have that big ass chain badass sitting at the cemetery barking at everybody trying to come by. 
do the, I mean, do the trick. Keep the teenagers off the lawn. So I mean, sure. Buddy, if not? I saw a three-headed dog trying to bite my face off, there's no way. They wouldn't even need that. They just like a cocker spaniel with a mean look. I'd be like, ah, this <laughs> yeah, not for I'm me. good. Thank you. I'm good. I don't care how busy I'm trying to get with my girlfriend. Wait, Andrew, all they need for you is like a a light breeze with some leaves rustling. Oh yeah. <laughs> if that light breeze comes out and goes, loser. I'm like, I'm out of here, man. I don't fuck with this shit. Hello? Yeah. Nope. I'm not even gonna answer. I just start running. <laughs> Anything paranormal happens, I'm just fucking. Same boss out of there. Uh, so, like we mentioned before, there is an old what well, uh, what they have uh, people have said is an old quarry pond uh, also in the area, and not so much for dumping bodies, but there's also supposedly something that lives in the old quarry pond. People mm-hmm. have the story has circulated since the 1960s of some type of two-headed monster that had been seen that supposedly crawls out of this gross cesspool lagoon uh, that is across from the Midlothian Turnpike. And it would, uh, the people who have seen it, or at least one report of somebody seeing it, they it was like, uh, again, another couple uh, reported seeing something that it, it crawled across the this apparition or whatever had risen up out of the lagoon, for lack of a better word. And then crossed the road and then went into the forest itself now is this lagoon black i was just gonna ask that actually i think it's very much green it's pretty gross it's it's a it's a cesspool uh people have said that it's not that deep or it's not as deep as you think it would like most quarry ponds go like down you know tens of hundreds of feet it's quarry it's digged out but this this one is like people have said that they have seen people walk through it. I seen at a, least I seen oh, a video actually. So it's swampy. When I was looking at a guy, people. A guy trudged Floating. through it. A guy trudged through the pond. Oh, right. that's a mucky. That's a mucky that pond. Disgusting. Then. I like. I can only imagine. I, I I I hate at the beach when you hit like a bad uh, like a soft piece of sand, like a sludgy piece of sand under the water. Ugh. And like, Oop. that's what you hate. Thing. Yeah, you don't it, hate it when seaweeds are fucking tickling your balls. I don't give a like, shit about. Ah, that's no, I don't worst. give a shit about the seaweed. But when that what? when the gross slime oozes through your toes, oh, that feels good. Uh, just, uh, just, I don't fuck with seaweed. It bro. irks me. Seaweed freaks me out. I eat it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. It's probably all you've been eating because you're skinny Braden on that seaweed diet. Seaweed and celery. Yeah. It's a good fiber. Yep. <laughs> That's why you can't go anywhere with this guy with him, without him shitting his pants. It makes sense. That's not true. Yes, I'm just no, regular. it is. Last You're time I hung jealous. out with you, you almost shit your pants. So You almost shit your pants today. We took a bit an early break so you could run away. Yeah. Listen, we had to delay this podcast because you were going to shit your pants. So don't even... No, you, You're lost. You I fucking said you're going to shit your, your exact words were, I'm going to shit my pants. I said halfway through, I might. That's why we need to take a break. All right. Yeah. You guys are wild. Now. But you are right, Andrew. 100% of the times we've hung out the last times I've shit myself, which is one for one of the last time we hung out. <laughs> so it is a hundred. So it is technically 100%, true. 100%. Technically 100%. Yeah. Technically true. Yeah, we're talking about strictly the last time we hung out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you had a set of racing strips in your pants right now. <laughs> well, what now, if, what's, what's the over under? <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, what teenage lover's lane haunted spot would be complete without your reports of Satanism? Yep. Uh, one of one of the uh, other reported uh, sightings in these areas. There's reported of satanic, uh, druidic, you know, probably communist. I'm not sure if it's if Alex Jones isn't involved. It's probably communist. Baby, uh, <laughs> baby eaten hooded figures. Pig babies, uh, Joe. Pig babies. There have been more than a few reports uh, of these hooded figures either uh, gathered in Bachelor's Grove at some point. People have reported seeing these figures gathered in circles around fires, uh, bonfires, and things like that. Um, having, you know, chanting. Ouija, now, Ouija, Ouija. Very much. W- was this during a certain time, Dan? Like, was there a time frame that these reports were coming out? Was my question. Probably about 1970s. So it could have been potentially during the satanic panic? Potentially. Okay. <laughs> um, there was one report uh, from Eddie Schwartz, who's a, ghost, a popular ghost hunter in the Chicago area during the 70s. Uh, he had reported that there is actually, this is the weirdest thing because he's like, he says that, quote, there is a seven foot guy who frequents the area quite often. <laughs> and if it's a full moon, He's quite possibly out there tonight. He's a real human being from the Lamont area who dresses in his robes for his different rituals and is seen out there by a number of police who patrol the area, as well as unsuspecting teenagers who go out there who are driving down the road and are confronted by this seven foot tall individual in his ceremonial robes. Jesus. Why is there a set? I mean, that's cool that it's like, okay, what could possibly be this, this, ridiculously tall hooded figure wandering through the woods and okay that's an explanation that even raises more questions because why is there a seven foot person <laughs> walking around in ceremonial robes now i have more questions than yeah. i did before what color? everyone's okay with him doing rituals in the park like he's a well-known person doing rituals and it's like okay well now okay what kind of rituals why is he a seven foot man why does he own a pair of ceremonial robes the These all need explanations. Situation here is why the fuck would Yao Ming decide to retire in Illinois? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why would he do that? Why would he retire this 43, 43, there? This 43 is 1977. years ago? Did he retire in 1977? <laughs> yeah, of course he did. The Yao Ming from a different timeline or a He's a time traveler. Yeah. You guys didn't know that? Jesus. He's dunking on people in every age. Oh, I forget. Doesn't After you get when. over seven foot tall, you get time travel powers. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah. You just okay. step through dimensions. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that is strange, though. Like that. When I'm you get like, that tall, you can see through over time and over space. Time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Think about it, it though. Like that it would be pretty funny because you're like, listen, I'm already huge. I'm the biggest dude around. I already kind of freak people out. Why don't I get them even more fucking scared and just walk around a cemetery in a cool cloak? Listen, I'm just saying that would be funny at any time. I'm saying if the four of us, the next pod week we went anywhere wearing our robes to the point where the police came and we're just like, Oh yeah. We just like to wear these robes to freak people out. <laughs> and they were like, okay. Like why? We're like, Oh, we're just wearing them. We're like, okay. And that's we're, why we're thankful we're, for living in Canada. We're charging our moon crystals on the full moon. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, them bathe. that actually kind of happened to me the other day. Slightly. Not the same. What? Church your moon crystals. No, no. Uh, walking around in robes. We were playing dungeons and dragons. And I walked from the front, 
because like my studio, I got to walk around to the house and I walked around and there was no cars in the driveway and there was this like family walking by and they all stopped and like looked at me because I had my Gandalf hat on too. <laughs> they just looked at me you and I went, I went, you should have turned around to them and been like, have you guys seen my goat? <laughs> I just looked at them and they looked at me and I went, I just cast in firebolts and they went, you did you conjure one up? <laughs> Firebolt. Should have looked. I should have firebolted like, them. Firebolt. You should have told them, "You shall pass." <laughs> There's a lot of things I should have done that I didn't. But the same thing that did happen. They just, the kids just kind of looked at me weird and kept walking. They probably thought you were the coolest guy in the neighborhood. They probably asked for a cloak when they got home. Like, Dad, what's what was he wearing? Like, that's a cloak. Watched Lord of the Rings a couple times. Now that little, now kid's walking around with a hockey stick, a Gandalf hat, and a cloak. Pretty sick. Mom, why is that translucent guy wearing a cloak? <laughs> so now we reach probably what is the most well-known or the famous apparition within Bachelors Grove. Uh, in August of 1991, you had a ghost hunter society known as the Ghost Research Society. Uh, members who conducted what was pretty much a very thorough investigation uh, using all the, at, at the time, the latest in ghost hunting equipment. So you had your cameras, your tape recorders, your camcorders, you know, EVP uh, equipment, you know, to measure any type of electronic or electromagnetic and ion readings that people associate with uh, paranormal apparitions of these types. Uh, they had actually found a couple of spots within the, the, within the cemetery itself that had kind of set off their, you know, their instruments and, and they figured that it would be a good idea to kind of set up in these areas and, and take photos to kind of study for later. One of the investigators took a picture of when she took the picture, there is a, it's a headstone in one of the areas of the grave. And um, when she took the picture, she remembers Clearly, there was nothing there. It was not one of the, none of the other researchers were with her at the time. Uh, she was simply taking a picture with her film camera. Of what? Uh, she, Just randomly yeah. snapping shots? No, they were taking pictures of areas which had set off their instruments that, that kind of oh. had strange readings. And they're like, these are places of interest that they had mapped out. And they were going to kind of, uh, you know using their investigative techniques. They were going to take pictures, review them later, uh, see if they could see anything because sometimes it is uh, people say, or researchers say that you can kind of catch apparitions on film. Like you won't be able to see them, but you take pictures and perhaps you'll catch something that isn't there or you didn't see before. I mean, a lot of times people sometimes right. you're taking a picture of the stoned tape theory. Yeah. Can, so okay. after developing the film of what she thought had been a completely empty uh, headstone, there had been nothing on the headstone. There was a woman, <gasps> very clear, very visible <gasps> woman sitting on top of this headstone. And it's a very famous picture. You know, people can look at it. It has been studied. It has been reviewed. People have said that this is more than likely it is is not. Some people try to explain it as a double exposure. She said that the camera that she was using was an automatic, like was an automatic, had an automatic film roll. So when she took the photo, it would just automatically move on to the next frame. There's no way for her to to manually, uh, without exposing the film, to to 
create a double exposure. So she's like, it was empty when I took the picture, when I developed it later, there was this woman. And this woman became known as the Madonna of Bachelor's Grove. When they called her that, I believe, is because they heard a whisper on the wind. I wonder what that whisper would have sounded like. I made it through the wilderness. Somehow I made it through. Didn't know how lost I was. Until I found you. I was beat. Incomplete. I had been had. I was sad and blue. I was sad and blue, but you make me feel. Yeah, you made me feel. Shiny and new. Whoo! Like a virgin. (laughs) Touched for the very first time. Like a virgin. (laughs) That's what they heard. And then they also (laughs) saw her on top of a mausoleum with cones on her breasts doing the Vogue. Oh. I think it's called cone titties. Cone titties. It's a technical term. Voguing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they got the name. Madonna. They only got that picture of her, which is weird. But then the, they were so stunned by this, by the music and the dancing after that they just put the, they were, put the camera down. They all started voguing. Yeah. yeah. How can you not? Yeah. Is my question. They thought, I think they thought it was a Madonna concert. Yeah. I forgot I to mention the uncontrollable urge to Vogue when you go into Bachelor's Grove. I forgot to mention <laughs> I mean, that. We're talking about it and I'm voguing right now. That's how powerful it is. I'm just saying it comes full circle. If you talked about if we think about the you know the beginning of Bachelor's Grove, you've got these four, you know, four guys getting away from society just to spend time with each other. And then it ends with a Madonna concert impromptu Madonna concert in the Grove. <laughs> comes full circle to me. It's all making sense. So uh, this apparition people have reported seeing is, uh, well, a very common apparition that you would see or reported in other areas where you have this this uh, this translucent, uh, you know, very pale woman who wanders between the headstones. You know, it's known as the white lady or the weeping lady. Uh, a very common apparition, and whether whether this is something that is perhaps like. A, a, like it's just like how it manifests itself the 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 sorrow people have said that they have seen it carrying uh what seems to be an infant child in its arms people will seem to attribute this apparition as there is a there is a strange or kind of uh unusual headstone in in one of the plots uh within bachelor's grove that for a long time nobody really knew who it was, but there was a small tombstone next to a larger one that was simply written, no date, no name, no date, just says infant daughter, Ooh. which is etched into the, the tombstone itself. So died. I mean, like how old was this thing when it died? Maybe it's before they could give it a name. Yeah. It died in birth. Maybe perhaps, you know, so you have that. How could you like, if you're going to go to the, the depth of like burying this, whatever, if, you know, even if it's just a fetus or whatever, you could still name it. Yeah, but like what if the mom died? That? What if what about it? What if the mom died giving birth and then the infant daughter? So like it would be weird for like an outside party to be like, well, I'm gonna give you a name. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But that's one of the most it's probably one of the most well known 
paranormal photos around there. Um, it's easy to look up Madonna bachelor's go, I will probably post these pictures and things in the, in the discord after the show. But again, this is all, almost all of the, uh, or like of all the apparitions that you hear about in other places seem to manifest themselves here in bachelor's grove as well so you have the kind of the, the weeping lady the ghost dogs you know phantom caretakers phantom things whether these are results of just urban legends like you have the perfect kind of the perfect storm uh, of paranormal activity going on here well the perfect storm of like just social things where it's like you have you know uh like one of the one of the explanations that people put is that um there are apparitions of these glowing orbs or people have reported seeing these glowing orbs chasing them through the woods. And some people have said, well, well, those were probably police chasing people through the woods <laughs> seen the flash with their flashlights yeah. or looking for them. All right. Um, you kind of have this thing where you have a bunch of teenagers going into these places or it's whether parents trying to tell their kids to stay away from these places. Heathens. Whether these stories evolved out of you know, cautionary tales trying to keep kids away from here or because a lot of these stories that you, that, you know, when researching this, a lot of these stories kind of came out of the sixties, seventies and eighties. So these legends didn't really exist before that. Well, yeah, but the problem is the problem is, is there was a seven foot guy doing rituals in the park. (laughs) Which bums me out because I feel like the original founders of Bachelors Grove, the original people that founded this area, really wanted this to be a place that you can go when you're short on your dough. And I'm sure you will, you know, they really thought this would be a place where you'd find many ways to have a good time. And they really hoped that it would be fun to stay at the Bachelors Grove. Yeah. But it really wasn't. They desecrated it and turned it into a scary place. Yeah. It bums me out. They turned it into a negative thing. Yeah. Definitely not the YMCA. I'll tell you that much. 100%. Um, What are your final final thoughts on the Grove? Well, like, usually when I look for a horror, like a a ghost story like this, usually that comes with, like, tales of, like, mass murder and a whole bunch of other stuff. But we do have a few murders documented here and maybe more that were never discovered. Possibly, maybe this, maybe the pond on the grove here is some has like some type of like sinkhole mentality. When, like once you dump a body in there, it just gets absorbed into the mud, and you can never find it. So maybe like people who are killed or murdered on this place or died here in hor- like horrific fashion, maybe are maybe they are imprinted. Maybe this type of uh, stone tape you're imprinted here across dimensions. I don't know. I don't know, man. All I know is the grove. It's not a fun place to stay. And Grove, you can't really make those signs with your arms. So it's not as fucking yeah. cool and interesting with me. I feel like that's where they, they messed up. But like we were talking about earlier, I feel like this is an area Are where you there telling is... me that the Grove was created around the same time as the YMCA as, uh, <laughs> as a competitor, but it yeah. just didn't take off because they couldn't do the hand signals or make up a dance? I mean, and that's why you have angry spirits. They're frustrated. <laughs> They got overshadowed by the the YMCA, but kind of ties into what you're saying earlier. Like this is a place where obviously some shitty place, some shitty things happened. You know what I mean? How many shitty things happened here? We don't know, but I think that's kind of what adds to, you know what I mean? Like there's just that volume of 
bad energy and one, like it's all concentrated in one area. And I think that's why everybody gets these shitty vibes. Not to mention it's a fucking cemetery. Like no shit. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just not a great place to hang out. Maybe find a different place to smoke your drugs, Zell. Cemeteries aren't cool. That's you. Dan, what do you think? I think it's interesting that most of these legends kind of started popping up around the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I think that's where most of these modern legends come from. And along the lines of saying that this place is perhaps, you know, with a type of place that is the the emotions that come with a cemetery, you know, grief, loss. And then you also have the other things where potentially you had a, a, at least four murders in the area. Uh, like I said, they had body of three African-American women who had been found there uh, pretty much in the same state. So either there was a serial killer going around killing three, uh, killing Afri- African-American women in the in the area and dumping their bodies there, which is terrifying in, its, in itself. And then you also have the, the death of Martin Myers, a violent death, uh, if any. I would say that there could be something there. You have that photo. Like we have this photo, which is as close to physical evidence as you could want of something being there and just the report of the, uh, the ghost hunter who took it. And she said that there was nothing there before. And this, this picture is, it's obviously a woman. It's not a statue. And you know, I like you can go there and you can see the headstone yourself. Like it's still there. This checkerboard, uh, you can go sit there. Yeah. Headstone. Yeah. And it's not like that's a statue. If you look at the photo, it's not a statue. It's not part of the headstone itself. That is something that is just, it's a person. And whether that's some sort of ghostly apparition or some kind of elaborate hoax, I mean, that's still kind of up up for debate, but people have tried to disprove the photo and I haven't heard anything that said that this is, you know, this was a hoax. There's obviously somebody there. This is double exposure. It's just something that people can't completely explain. So perhaps there is something there or she caught that moment in time when, when the, when it all happened, you know, the stuff overlapped and just peered through the void. Who knows? I I look I like that. I was thinking back to what Zell said about you know we usually when we're talking about these places, it's where there's been these great tragedy or something. And this one is is it's not quite the same. I mean, there is great loss here, but I kind of like to think of this one as like it's this is man made. There's been so much meddling here and negativity of people desecrating graves and just like us, f- the living, like fucking around with this area, you know, whether there is satanic rituals being done here, you know, desecrating graves, all the recipes of things that we know you shouldn't <laughs> do, right? If you believe in this kind of shit, we've done in this area. So I like to think that this is a, a very paranormal activated area, but not for the usual reasons I mean, yes, there is some murders and stuff, but more so that we the meddling that the living has done in this area has caused this. And it goes back to it goes back to, you know, we talked about um I like to think of the um what's that experiment with the two slits where the you know double slit experiment. Double slit experiment where it's like, you know, people are going in here and they're just, you know, putting this energy in and thinking and looking for this stuff nonstop that maybe we're willing it into existence. We're thinning the veil. Well, the double splits, like, yeah, you're a physical being, like you're a collection of particles, but you're also like an electro 
electromagnetic being as you're in like a collection of waves. So you're saying the waves yeah. after the physical being ceases to exist, like the electromagnetic waves linger as yeah, part of and like, like the, us being there part. is like and being and observing it is affecting it and like putting your like cognitive thought into it in that area. Like I just think it's a, a I think it's a man-made paranormal activated area. You poke this supernatural spirits metaphorically. Yeah. Don't do that. Leave the leave the graves alone. Why don't we get into a little space news? It's a little two-parter space news. Um, August 19th, 2020, an asteroid just made the closest Earth flyby on record, and we didn't even see it coming. We had no idea. We never see a car-sized asteroid flew within 1,800 miles. That's 2,900 kilometers of Earth uh, on August 19th. Uh, it's the closest one ever recorded. We didn't even know. We didn't even know it was coming. That's terrifying. The closest one ever recorded that didn't hit the atmosphere. Yeah. But it was, if it did hit, it was so tiny, it would have vaporized instantly. But still, that just goes to show you that we, if we're going to be hit by an asteroid, we're probably not going to see it coming. It's just going to smash into you. Yeah, that's my, that's on my 2020 bingo for December. (laughs) Here's my question. Out of all you got, like, I'd like to hear from all you guys, would you not want to know that we're of this asteroid coming for our impending doom or would you want to uh, know? I'd want to know. Zeldan? You, could, you couldn't tell us though. You couldn't tell society, but I'd want to know. I would want to know personally, but if you've made it public, <laughs> I would have fear the repercussions of a panic society. You've seen what coronavirus did and it was barely anything compared to a devastating asteroid that's about to wipe out like all, all like, life. Listen, everyone, there's a an earth-ending asteroid on its way, it's 30 days away. We're going to try to stop it, but it's so big that there's probably nothing we can do. We're going to we're all going to be wiped off the face of the earth in 30 days. I think if they let people know just like a 3 days or 4 days before, so there what like there's no food shortages and everything just kept going, that'd be all right. But if you gave people like in 3 months, oh, I can only imagine what would happen. But um there was another one. Uh there's an asteroid Heading for Earth uh, on Election Day, <laughs> twenty twenty. I don't know where that is. It gonna just hit all the mail, the the post offices in the United States. I think States? so. Is that what's gonna happen? I think that's what's gonna happen. The media got a hold of this one, and just to play off twenty twenty a little bit more. And yes, just like everything is now politicized, even the asteroid is coming right before, <laughs> right before. <laughs> election day but don't worry this asteroid again is only going to be the size of a car so nothing is going to happen yeah though it does have a what's like a two percent chance or something like that of it's hitting. like 0.41 percent oh, so, yeah super low but the chances so you're saying there. there's a chance yeah yeah <laughs> but if it hits the earth's atmosphere it's going to disintegrate nothing's going to happen anyway so but yeah there's no chance of it hitting but yeah they they definitely uh the media ran with that one the International Space Station is leaking air again. Yep. So uh, they're monitoring it right now, um, and they've identified the leaks, and they can maintain livable atmospheric pressure, but a couple years after the last leak, it's leaking again. Shit's getting old in space. No, but that... Oh, no, the last leak, though, was because the rocket that came from Russia, the Soyuz rocket or whatever... tampered with. It had the drill mark in it. Someone like drilled, it was like a manufacturing error, they thought. And there's actual small drill mark 
in the ship, it was leaking enough air for that to detect on the actual main space station. Oh, shit. Maybe we got more tampering up there. Yeah. Fuckers. So they're not in any danger. Um, they're looking for the sources of the leak and they're, they're monitoring things. Everything's fine right now. Uh, so we'll keep, you know, we'll keep tabs on that one a little bit as we move forward. <laughs> These are all negative ones. <laughs> NASA is tracking a vast growing anomaly in Earth's magnetic field. Uh, so there's a strange anomaly, a giant region of lower magnetic intensity in the skies above the planet, stretching out between South America and Southwest Africa. So hmm. I, I don't know the negative impacts of that. It just doesn't sound very good. From my, from my read, it was more to do actually to do with maybe if you're like on the space station or something. Like it's not gonna, you're not going to f- feel any effects on Earth, but if you're in orbit, the decreased field may cause a an issue with some type of electronics. Superpowers? What? Well, Ooh. you sure? Mm, you heard it. Absorb it. Um, do we have? Any, did you guys have any space news? I mean, if we do get superpowers, I'd imagine Zell being able to stretch all over the place. Braden would be able to go invisible. Dan would be a big orange rock, scary thing, and obviously I would be on fire. Yeah, I think that, that makes, makes sense. But not not in the good way on fire, yeah. just constantly just on constantly fire. burning in pain. Yeah, yeah, like the Venture Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> just constantly screaming, screaming, miserable. No, uh, I'd be cool like Johnny Storm. News. What are you talking about? Go ahead. If you guys have anything, I don't know. No, that's that's Go enough ahead. space news for the mm, week. That's it. Um, is the randomatron working this week? Oh yes, it is. Why don't we fire that baby up? Let's see what we got. All right, let's do it. UFO. Should have it. Wow, this is a this is a throwback from the UFO encyclopedia. Yes, Ooh. quick one here, uh, Jose Alvaro. On March third, nineteen seventy eight, a significant abduction case occurred in Fragata Palatas, Brazil. <laughs> I'm sure that's how you pronounce that's, it. Must be exactly Fragata Palatas, Brazil. Fragata Palatas. Uh, the case is all the more remarkable because it features which echo the earlier claim of Antonio Villas Boas. Wait, isn't that the guy who had sex with the aliens? Yes. <laughs> with, the, with the sex jelly, the boner jelly? That's the boner jelly. Boner yeah. jelly guy. That's the boner jelly one. Oh, and yet the claims which predate the events of the Gulf Breeze, Florida, in the late 1980s. On March 3rd, 1978, Jose Alvaro walked towards a house owned by his father to check that it was locked up. He claims he was then struck by a blue beam and knocked out. Uh, When he awoke, Alvaro believes the words, the task is accomplished were in his mind together, together with a violent images running as if in a movie. Uh, Hip, Hypnosis sessions were set up by UFO investigators and psychologists. During these sessions, Alvaro claimed that he was led into a room where a tall female humanoid rubbed him down (laughs) and forced him to have sex with her. Forced him. 
quotes. Although reproductive material, semen and ova, feature in many UFO abductions, sexual intercourse is more rare for a reason researchers have never agreed upon. Most sexual encounter reports come from South America. It is considered that it is possibly a factor of the self-image of men on that continent. The alternative would seem to be that the phenomenon can re react to the expectation model of witnesses. So he's this book's saying that this guy's full of shit. He didn't have sex. He's like, he's a little virginal bitch. He didn't have I interpreted it that differently, and I believe that extraterrestrials are just out there for little Latin lovers. <laughs> they find them better. Can you yeah. blame them? So, Can you blame them? It's you know. a, would you dance? If I, <laughs> if asked, I asked you to, you to dance, dance, would, would you, you run? Has anybody asked Antonio Banderas? Well, he's from Spain, but has anybody asked or Enrique Iglesias how many <laughs> times they've been abducted? If you're from no. South America, let us know how many times you've been having sex with aliens or if you know people who are banging aliens. No I'm shame. I'm curious now. <laughs> no shame at all. Let us know. Yeah. All right. Um, that's a little quick one. Quick story from the UFO Encyclopedia. Uh, so I got some new Patreoners. I do. If you're not supporting us on Patreon already, head over to patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast. And for five bucks a month, you get everything we do. We got a whole, I don't even know how many bonus episodes we have now. 100 get hours? All, man. 100 hours all at least, it. probably. Anyways, all up in your ears. You get it all. All up in there. You get your private feed. Woo. It's unbelievable. Best deal on Patreon. I'd agree. All right. I'd agree too. New Unbiased too. <laughs> Unbiased, yes. New patrons Tony Robinson. Woo. Johnny Tran. Edward right. Takrox. I don't think that's right, but woo! <laughs> that's ta talk, Takrox. Edward Takrox. Edward's talking rocks. Yeeteth Feeteth goes up in, in a pledge. Dan Johnson. Matthew William. This is an interesting one. The God. Mm. The God. I'm not sure which God, but he is the God supporting us. He's the God of all gods. God of all God. Lynn Duffy, Nightwing, sixteen twenty eight went up in a pledge, and Cody Ooh, Dick Dixon, Grayson, Boom. supporting the show. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for supporting the show. Woo, woo! For three writer of the week, we've changed it now. If if you because there's a lot of people send us stuff, but if you you have to send us something that we can use on social media, posty, we'll give you credit. We'll make sure you tag the whatever account you send it from. And that's how you become Theorite of the Week. So this week we got nothing, but the call goes out. If you can create one of us into an Animorph <laughs> novel cover or anything that like that. Great. That was great. You're in. Just some creative. You got to make us laugh. It's got to stand out. If you pull a meme from another page, chances are we've seen it on the page a hundred different times. No, no rule 34 stuff. Yeah. If yeah. you know what that means, don't. You yeah. know what I, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you get on there. Uh, anything else for this week? No, I think this word all wrapped up. All right. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. See you on Discord. Peace. <laughs>